Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. 720 WGN. Howard Tolman is a serial entrepreneur. He's an educator, art collector, venture capitalist, and the general managing partner with G2T3V and um, a proud Chicagoan. So we have him on every Tuesday. I'm sure you heard the verdict. And you're a lawyer, Howard. So what did you take away from this? I mean, how is it that a jury in a span of three hours can determine what monetary award to give in a case like this? You know, I think it's actually, um, well, first of all, I think on this question of the appeal, which somebody mentioned before, um, the truth is that if one side doesn't put in you know, any evidence at all, forget not testifying by Trump, they didn't put in a single witness. I think that the truth is that uh, the test on appeal is, you know, could the jury have found based on a preponderance of the evidence what they found. And of course they could, because there was no evidence contrary to it. So um, I think it's going to be very difficult to see an appeal on the calculation and the time. It's sort of the same thing. I mean, the, the basic message was Trump, you know, tried to ignore the whole thing that didn't work out. And um, the jury, you know, sat down and probably said, all right, well, we're, you know, we're finding him <clears throat> responsible for this behavior. And, you know, they they sort of I, I'm a little surprised at the particularity uh, of like uh, you you were quoting before 200,000, whatever, because when I first heard it, it was three million for the defamation and two million for the, uh, you know, sexual contact conduct. Uh, but look, these are just round numbers. I mean, there's no math. There's no calculation. So, okay. Interesting. Um, you know, I, it doesn't surprise me. OK, what about your friends with Bob De Niro? Robert De Niro, yeah, I right? Just sent, I just sent you a picture to put on the website of me and Bob at the White House. Oh, my gosh. So in, oh, yeah, so I see it. Your, I see it. Oh, that's email. right. Yeah. Because you two, were, were you were you partners at Tribeca Media Academy here yeah. in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we had a, a couple of other connections, you know, uh, yeah. through Democratic politics and, and uh, a few other things. But... Uh, yeah, and he's prolific. There's yeah, no yes. question. He's, a, <laughs> so, he's prolific. When you're 79, do you want a baby? Well, I don't know what to say. And you know, <laughs> the good the good news about him is you have no idea of when he had that child. <laughs> right. You know, it's not like he said, "Hey, I got a, I got one last week." I mean, for all we know, he admitted to something that happened 30 years ago. I, I honestly don't know. Yeah. All I know is apparently the number is a lucky seven now. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Robert De Niro apparently was in Chicago doing some media for his movie called "About My Father," and a reporter said, "Let me ask you about your." six kids and he said oh no seven actually i just had a baby <laughs> people were like what yeah. <laughs> but yeah you're right you don't know exactly what just had a baby means yeah. okay howard tolman is with anyway. us his article is on ink.com uh, millions of people read it every week and today again you focused a lot on chicago so i know you there's no love lost for Mayor Lightfoot. No, listen, I just listen. I just I just was on Sunday night. I you know I spent uh, some time. He was he appeared on behalf of a friend of mine to give some nice remarks at a 40th anniversary of uh, event. 
And he's a personable guy. I mean, he's such a relief compared to, you know, the angry and nasty, you know, predecessor. But notwithstanding that, I mean, I think everybody has to be realistic about where we're headed. And, you know, frankly, every day we get some news and and a whole lot of it is not encouraging. This poor police officer that was killed Mm. by people that have been arrested and released four and five different times. I mean, that's insane. The you know the Justice Department. I mean the justice in this city is is out of whack. And you know the idea of uh, you know putting a guy in charge of zoning and building issues, who you know is a sort of an avowed socialist, and again with no experience in any of these areas as a committee chairman in the city council. I mean I think the city council is going to be just a bizarre bizarre thing. And you know people are saying, well actually nothing will get passed and. You know, that's a pretty low bar. I mean, that's the bar that they keep trying to, you know, apply to Congress. And, you know, we have to have higher aspirations than hoping that nothing good will happen because nothing bad will happen. I mean, ideally, you know, these these bodies are supposed to do productive and useful things for us. Uh, Howard Tolman is the author of an article on Inc.com today. And you talk about not just Chicago, but many cities that are facing this, especially San Francisco. Not only did Whole Foods close up, but Nordstrom's packed up and is moving out of San Francisco, which is almost unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, they were the absolute poster boy for decades of high quality service, unbelievable, you know, uh, you know, quality. Uh, and, and, you know, they were a symbol of San Francisco, much like C's candy. And they're gone. You know, I mean, their downtown flagship and another one of their warehouse stores are both closing. And, I, you know, look, I think that uh, that's why we have to do something soon, because we don't have that many left on Michigan Avenue. Um, you know, Water Tower is uh, emptying out and some of these other places. So I just I just think that, you know, instead of sort of cheering on the, uh, the, the looters and the rioters and stuff, that he should step up and say he's going to take aggressive steps to secure the downtown so that people don't think that once it's dark, you can forget about going anywhere in the loop. And, you know, it's going to affect uh, all summer tourism going to the theater, going to the symphony, any of these things. Um, and we just can't have that. We just can't have people say, well, Chicago is not a place that would be on my list as a place to visit because I don't want to get you know, mugged or have you know, problems. So I, I just hope you know, uh, that he uh, steps up and aggressively says some things other than these solutions that are far, far in the future. I mean, certainly some of the things are worthwhile pursuing, but right now we need you know, more than just talk. We need some Band-Aids, at least. The, if not some action. The article is titled, Some Big Cities Need to Get a Grip on Crime. Howard Tallman is the author. He's on with us. It's on Inc.com if you would like to read it. Do you think that, uh, I, I mean, if if your guy Paul Vallis was the mayor of Chicago, the mayor-elect, and not Brandon Johnson, at this point you would have nothing other than hope that he would do a great job, Right. Well, I think that he was already lining up and, and, you know, you want to be careful. This is like, God forbid, you don't want to like, uh, you know, paint the baby's bedroom before you have the baby and stuff. But he definitely was lining up some help in the police department area. For example, right now we're, we're hearing that they had to hire a search firm because they couldn't find anybody qualified to take the top police job. 
this is insane. I mean, this is just insane. It's a lack of confidence that we're going to have the leadership and the support for the police to address crime. I mean, that's just an example. But I'm, I think that, uh, you know, Paul had plans and ideas. But the big thing is he's, he'd been in a lot of this before. I mean, he was in charge of the budget. He was in charge of the schools. So, you know, but he wasn't I mean, in charge of the fair. police department. I know he's got no. ties, but yeah. you know, if yeah. that is the concern about crime, and and it goes beyond just the police, it goes beyond it goes to the prosecutors. Oh, for sure. No, listen, for sure, and and frankly, you know, the other thing is, uh, to me, education is both the cause and and the cure. Because if we don't fix education, you know, if if Brandon comes out as he did and said he doesn't like standardized testing, I mean, that's like a red flag to business saying, all right, well, you'll be having high school graduates now who can't read or write, and we're not even going to keep score anymore because we don't want to admit the bad news. That's that's just a complete symbol that we're not going to have the workforce that's important to business. And but, you can't do that. But you do like as chief of staff. I think that was an experienced selection. I hope that the women team, actually, all females who were Laurie's finance group they did a darn good job i mean this you know they did and accomplished some very serious things i hope they stick around i guess they're going to stay for a while a little while but i mean i hope he's able to convince them that uh, and give them the responsibility and the authority to continue to address some of our city's financial issues or else we'll be back in you know uh, pretending that uh, tiffs are a solution and trying to uh, explain how we're going to have real estate taxes going up again. Howard, thank you for joining us. Are you sending Robert De Niro a baby gift? Uh, probably not because you know it's too expensive. I mean, after babies like four and five, I gave up. I mean, you know, I got you. We got a question for you. Hang on, Steve has your news next from the Northwestern Medicine Newsroom. G.